Welcome to the One Job, One Offer Coach. Brought to you by MyHDCareer.com and HD Career Consulting. Hey, 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 Bree here, your One Job, One Offer Coach. And I just wanted to check in with you before we get started. If you're struggling to do work happy and you're trying to figure out how to be the best human at work and at home that you're meant to be, you're in the right place. We're about ready to get started. So grab a pen and piece of paper and I'll see you on the interwebs. Hey, 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 my HD career fam. I hope you're rocking the heck out of your work happy today. Um, Today we are going to talk about this technique that I teach clients and that I use myself that I've developed over the years uh, to help uh, be more productive, okay? Um, One of the things that happens when we struggle with things like cognitive fatigue, um, attention challenges, anxiousness, overwhelm, maybe um, we're on the verge of burnout, right? There's, it's been really busy at work and, and everything's coming at you and you're short staffed. Um, what, what happens is, is that we, I end up hearing a lot of descriptive words like um, feeling like they're never going to catch up, that they're in a bottomless pit of emails, that they're, um, that there's not enough time in the day and that they're feeling overwhelmed and they're taking it home and, and then they're rehashing it over and over and over again in their brain at dinner time, um, when they're trying to wind down, uh, and then ultimately when they go to bed. And, and so, um, what I have done to be able to help combat this so that you're not taking work home with you and you can um, do a better job of doing work happy is uh, I, I started teaching a more structured task management protocol, so to speak. Okay. Um, all of you are probably familiar that, you know, when somebody's like, oh, I, when you tell them I'm so overwhelmed, I, I have all this stuff to do. And then they're like, well, make a list. Um, you've probably heard of like the Pomodoro technique, the 20 minutes on um, strategy where you task hard for 20 minutes. And there's tons of different techniques when it comes to time management. Um, but one of the things I have found when talking about those various techniques and trying to teach them to people is they really have a hard time retaining the technique or continuing to integrate the technique. Okay. Teaching and learning theory and practice, we talk about having like a transformational experience that you get to a place of using the method, like the method, the technique, you understand it so well that you just integrate it in your way of doing and you make it work for you. And, um, and so I, in trying to tackle that problem, I started taking a look at, um, kind of trying to embrace our anxious energy to try to do all the things at once. Okay. Um, and start teaching by action and through functional supports, functional meaning, um, using what you're already doing, uh, in the work to be able to scaffold or glue the strategy to when, if you work with me, um, you'll have heard that a lot, a lot. We talk about trying to, when we're trying to adjust, 
um, habits or change habits altogether. We're trying to glue it to something. Okay. And what I have found is that most people make lists, whether they're on sticky notes um, or notepads, um, they make tons and tons of lists. Okay. But the challenge with the list is that, you know, we oftentimes end up with a visual representation of how overwhelmed we are. <laughs> and we don't have an organization strategy to get us through to productivity. Okay. And, uh, we, and so taking that into account, if you're, if all of this sounds like you, you are definitely in the right place. Okay. So if you're somebody who uh, has sticky notes everywhere and you're constantly trying to feel like you're digging yourself out of a work hole, um, you struggle with attention, uh, you get anxious when you have a lot of things going on at work and you're not quite sure how to prioritize, this strategy is for you. Okay. Um, this strategy is going to teach you the boundaries of, um, of what belongs on a task list, as well as it's going to start helping you through your own behavior understand what actually is important. I think the biggest thing that comes from anxiousness when we talk about all the things that we've got to do is that we just, we kind of like, we carry it around. We have like this proverbial backpack, so to speak, and we just keep sticking stuff in it and we haul it around. And so we're looking for means and ways to be able to, um, put it all down, put it somewhere, give it some place to, to live, right? Because anxiousness is, is kind of like the manifestation of a bunch of energy. And we're trying to take the energy and put it somewhere else, somewhere that we are confident that we can reaccess if we need to access it later, but that we're not having to, to expend some cognitive load and trying to retain or recall all the things that you have to be doing. Okay. Um, and then it subsequently forget because you've been just trying to remember it all this time. And then you're also getting all these other inputs and then your brain smokes. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's get to it. Um, I would also add the method that I'm going to teach you is the one that I have been using, but I came across this article that, that has inspired me to add a fourth component. And so, um, I'm going to cover that at the end and I'm going to explain why I'm covering, why I'm going to add it, um, to begin with. It actually kind of helps hopefully address one of the, 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 the caveats or the side effects of, of having to deal with what I call boomerang ideas. Okay. Or boomerang tasks. Okay. So the first step is you need three notepads. Okay. I have evolved over the years to, um, a different kind of like actual, like, you know, formatted notepads. Um, but for a really long time, I just used three notepads and today I have, um, three two of the same color. Usually they're, you know, three different colors, like a pink, blue, and a purple. Okay. And I have three notepads. I also have had instances where clients are like, notepads are too much. So we've created binders with folders, um, like sleeves that you split and put loose leaf paper in between each one. Um, I've also had clients get like a, a, a notepad that has sections in it. Okay. And so, those are a couple of different ways that you can have access to the three notepads. Keep in mind at the end of this, I'm going to actually introduce a fourth, but I'm going to teach what I teach first, and then I'm going to introduce the modification. Okay. Imagine you have a list where you have a long list of all the things that you want to do, right? And then, or it's a bunch of sticky notes everywhere. Okay. Um, reminders. And, um, so 
we're going to take that and we're going to translate it into certain categories. Okay. The first one that I want you to, to, to label is your just for today list or today's to do list. Okay. Your just for today list literally means just for today. You're going to write down the tasks that you want to get done for today or that you hope to get done for today. And then you're going to use that list to start checking stuff off. Okay. Now everybody's like, Brie, which order do I, do I have to write it in order of importance? Or is there a certain, like what kind of tasks go on there? You know, um, I, that's a good question, but here's the, here's the thing. I don't tackle my list from top to bottom. I write whatever comes off the top of my head of the things that I think I want to get done today on my to-do list. And then I allow myself to pick and choose which ones I want to do first. The reason why I do this is because I'm trying to address, I'm trying to allow myself to, um, subscribe to my natural means or natural ways of doing things. I want to see when clients first start doing this, I want to see what they're actually gravitating towards and what they're actually like putting down, like the things that they feel like they think they need to do, but that they're actually not doing because there's some information in there that we can use to be able to start putting those things that we think we need to do in the appropriate categories. And sometimes the appropriate category is that it means it doesn't belong on your today's to-do list. Okay. So I'm not going to pick at you at which ones you don't get done. I just want you to do something, okay, off of your today's to-do list. Um, and then when you do one thing, then you do another thing, right? So it's always about dealing with one thing at a time just for today, okay? So when you're done with today's to-do list, you're done. That's it. You're done, okay? Um, and so then you go to day two, if you're new to this process, and you're going to take anything that was on day one that you did not check off, and you're going to put it on day two. If you feel it's still important for you to accomplish. Okay. So for example, the other day, um, I wanted to look up mic glitches for zoom because I kept on having some clicking and clacking. Okay. For some reason that day, it was really important. It was probably really important because it was irritating me and I wanted to fix the problem, but I had other things going on. And so that day that I wrote it down, I didn't get it done. So then the next day it was still kind of bugging me. So I put it on day two. I'm like, I'm going to look up that thing that was going on with the zoom mic to try to figure out what's going on with it. Okay. Day two, I get to day three and I look at it again and I'm like, you know, I really just I, like it's annoying me, but do I really want to put the energy into like finding it in relation to all the things that I've got to do? So by the time I hit day three, that particular task didn't even make it onto day three, but say like it made it onto day three. Okay. I get to day four. If I don't do it on day three and I get to day four, then I am going to embrace the fact that I think I want to do it I really feel like I have to do it, but it's just not yet. Okay. So here I am making a list every single day and I'm moving things that I'm not completing to the next day. Okay. If I still feel compelled that it, that it needs to be done. If it doesn't cross it off and we move on. Right. Um, but if you feel like you still have to hang on to that task and it still needs to be done, then you move it to the next day. But if you get to day three and you're still hanging on that task, 
Then on day four, I want you to move it over um, the, the not yet list, right? I'll do it, but just not yet list, okay? And that list has a lifespan, the task has a lifespan of three weeks, okay? So most of the time that I want to do it, but just not yet list, I will have a long list of I want to do it, but just not yet list, okay? And as I'm working through the system, I'm going to, and I'm picking and choosing what goes on my just for today list. If I'm at a loss for things to do, and I'm like, I'm just not sure what I need to do today, or I have nothing, I have like a complete clean slate today, then I will go to the not yet list and pull from the not yet list to add back to my to-do list, okay? But if that, and if, if it doesn't get crossed off my not yet list, oh, by the time my three weeks and one day hits, then I cross it off because I'm going to go ahead and move that onto my dream list, okay, which is my third one. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about our not yet list. Like I'm going to do it, but just not yet. Okay. I also use this list as a brain dump, right? So I got this offline. There's two pads. In my case, what I was running into is I was having my work priorities and my personal life priorities kind of intermixed on this list. And I didn't like that because it was like, which one do I do first? And then I was mixing up my times about what I got to do. So what I'll do with this not yet list or my plan to do list. Okay. That's another way I've described it is I, I have plans to do it. I just don't have a time frame for it just yet. Okay. Um, is I'll put it on this list on one side is a personal and on the, another side is work, work related. I really want to do it, but I just haven't figured out where to put it yet goes on this side. Okay personal, there's, I'll make a list of that too. The reason why I do this is because of those special moments where we get really, really twitchy and we're like, oh, I'm, what do I need to do? I need, and then we start maybe intermixing our time, like doing home stuff while we're supposed to be doing working or doing work stuff while we're supposed to be doing home stuff. If I make a list to compartmentalize it, then it helps me know that I won't forget to do those things for home, but that I can now focus on work. Okay. So it's kind of like the personal side is like a parking lot for home so that when I get done off the clock, I can go to deal with the personal stuff as well. Okay. Or I can plug those in during my free time, say at a break or lunch so that I could be uber productive that day. Okay. And so like for this week, this list doesn't really for me last more than a couple weeks. Um, but there are some things that do keep getting put on here by third week, at which point if I get to the third week end of month and I still have that same thing, I'm sticking it on the dream list. It's like the thing that I'm dreaming about doing, but I just don't have the bandwidth, energy, time, or space to deal with it. Okay. But I don't want to forget it because I'm like, Ooh, that's really good. I need to do that thing. Okay. So that's, List two. Now that we have talked about list three, which is the dream list. Okay. Um, and for me, it's just a notepad of ideas. Okay. So my dream list, most of the time, let me talk about how things end up on the dream list. First, what you've done so far is you have tasks. Tasks are actions like do X to get Y. Okay. And then you check it off. 
if you have tasks on that list that last more than three days, it moves over that I need to do it, but not yet. Okay. And then you use, I need to do it not yet to, to, to continue to populate your task list. your just for today task list. If it doesn't get crossed off on your uh, not yet list by the end of your third week, then it goes to the dream list because we don't have time or space for it. How do I know? Because we didn't put the energy into getting it done. Other things took priority. Okay. And we give ourselves permission to let that be the case. Okay. We get to this dream list. Now we have this dream list and sometimes the dream list is an actual task, right? Oftentimes on the dream list, if it makes it onto the dream list, it's a task that we don't want to do. Um, like say like our taxes, we have to inventory all of our expenses and it's just this big, huge, giant project. And we are just, it's too overwhelming to think about. And so we put it on our just for today list, which should be a task that gets done in a day. And then we realize that it doesn't get done in a day. So then we push it over to, I need to do it, but not yet list. But then we avoid it because it's such a big task that we don't know how to break it down. So then we push it over to the dream list. Okay. So the dream list is usually a collection of tasks that are like a bunch of tasks in one and are usually things that trigger us in regards to like our anxiousness, right? Um, it's, it's too overwhelming or we don't have the competency quite yet to, to, to navigate it. So it's a, it's a big hairy idea, but we don't have operational components to actually get the job done. And so from the dream list, you can still move things back through the list process. But the thing with the items on the dream list is, is oftentimes they are items that we behaviorally avoid because they make us uncomfortable or items that we lack the confidence or competence to complete on our own. So we need a little bit more work and research to figure out how to get them done. Okay. So it doesn't mean that we don't get them done. It's just that they're very, very big in concept right now. And we haven't chunked them down into actionable items. Okay. So you can take items off that dream list, but you need to take them. If you're going to do that, then we're talking about doing some exercises and activities to break down what actual tasks need to take place in order to accomplish it. Because most likely that big, big, big idea um, is actually a goal or a very involved task that is more than just a, a, a click and a, and a, and a, and a punch away. Right. Okay. So that's the dream list. Now, if these items sit on your dream list for more than three months, okay, and you haven't done any work to deconstruct them, to simplify them, to make them actionable, then we have to say, where does that go? Okay. What do I do with it? Do I keep running it through the process? You could. Some would call this, you know, depending on how many times you've done this with no action, it might be considered perseveration. And if we're perseverating over something, then, then we're probably not like we haven't done the work to really deconstruct it. Right. Or we have, we're not accepting that it needs to go to this fourth list. Okay. And so, um, I want you to have dreams. I want you to have big ideas. Uh, I think that big ideas are great. They're invigorating and being in innovative is so exciting. Uh, but what we want to recognize is that if we hit this dream list, that we have to start after about a third of 
well, yeah, three months, fourth of the year, right? We have to start thinking like, is that our priority right now? Because none of our behaviors up until this point have reinforced our motivation to execute that particular thing. And so does it mean that we need to say, work with a consultant to get it done? Ask another expert, like what kind of things do we need to do to be able to get the momentum to accomplish the thing on the big, on the dream list? Okay. Do I need to ask somebody who's done it before how to like how they tackled it so that I could try to tackle it the way that they're tackling it just to get some momentum, right? Um, so I, I call this pay to play, right? Like you want to accomplish this thing, but it's not getting done. So then are you at a place where you need to have a conversation about paying to play? Okay. Are you interested in paying to play? Because if you're not interested in investing some financial time, like financial funds, or your time into trying to figure it out, those are the two currencies you have to work with, then you, then you really need to have a coming, a coming, like a coming together talk with yourself about like, is this really just kind of like a dream? Right. And is it just something I like, like, it sounds like a great idea, but I, I'm not invested in it. And I know I'm not invested in it because I haven't put the time and effort over the last almost four months, which when you look at that, is actually a third of the year, right? So not only is this idea sat on your list for a fourth of the year, the dream list, but when you factor in all of the other components of this process, this three by three process, it's actually sat on your like interest list your for over a third of a year, okay? And so like, are you really gonna do something with to it? And if the answer is yes, then is there behavior that's backing up that you're actually going to do something with it? Okay. And if there isn't, then is it time to get somebody who knows what they're doing to help you make, to make progress? Okay. If you answer to the, to the last question, well, no, I'm really not interested in paying for education or getting a consultant, a mentor, a coach to help me solve this problem, um, or doing research on my own to figure it out, then really it probably, we should put it on the never going to do never going to do list. Okay. The never going to do list is the fourth piece. I came across this article in psychology today. They were talking about, oops, let's go ahead and my, I had a screen pop up. Um, they were talking about the weight of carrying around, um, our to-do lists. Okay. And the consequences of that. And I see it all too often that people keep dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and dreaming, but they haven't had any behavior that's reinforced their interests, their, their claim that they want to say, be a rocket scientist. Okay. And I'm not saying that you can't be a rocket scientist. I'm just saying that if you want to be a rocket scientist, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And that includes investing your time, money, energy, and resources. And if you're not doing that, then you have to have a reality check about whether or not that's actually truly one of your priorities. Okay. And if it's not, then let's just, let's let it be what it is. A great idea that needs to go on the list of ideas that I never did. Okay. Um, and, and be okay with that. Okay. So, um, when I take a look at that, so before this new piece that arised, I would tell people run it through the, the process three times. Okay. From the dream big to um, the back to the just for today, back to the I'm going to get to it, and then back to the dream list, okay? 
And I would say do that three times, which would give you a total of a year to work out an idea, okay? Or deconstruct it. If you didn't get it done in a year, then I would tell people to Marie Kondo that shit. Just get rid of it. It's it's this weight that keeps ruminating and causing all of this distress. Like, let's just move on. You've worked on it for a year. Maybe it'll come back, but just, but for now it needs to go. If you're on round three and it's, and, and no progress has been made, then time out and we need to toss it and, and exercise some Marie Kondo energy. Okay. But with this never going to do list, um, I, I find it's intriguing because here's the truth. Sometimes I would have, we, sometimes we have boomerang ideas, boomerang dreams, things that just won't quit. Okay. And sometimes those things are things that we do not put the time or energy or have never made the time or energy or commitment to do. We like to talk about them. They make us feel good. They're exciting, but they have no result. And in turn, those same ideas, those particular ideas, the ones in particular that I think really belong on the, on the, the never going to do list are the ones that deregulate us are the ones that take us from something that is stable, working and functioning to us blowing up something that's actually working. Let me give you a good example, right? You do all this work to identify a profile that fits for you for a number of reasons. You have all these criteria, okay? And you find a position that works for you, okay? It's not perfect. No position is perfect, right? But anytime you get uncomfortable, you get this wild hair to like want to change your, change your whole entire career or identity all over again. Okay. Why? Because you're uncomfortable yet. And, and, and that seems to be the go-to thing when we get uncomfortable. Okay. This is the scenario. And so here you are, have done all the work. You're getting really good feedback at work. Um, you are sleeping better. You're eating better. You are a happier person to be around. You get that feedback from friends and family as well. And this idea for whatever reason, but you know, there's a nuisance or something that kind of like annoys you about the Pete, about the position or a person or a job or, or maybe it's a client and you're like, well, maybe I just don't want to do this anymore because it's uncomfortable. Right. And so the solution for being uncomfortable is to just change it up completely. Okay. And so then you're like, I'm going to be, and that's when you go, I'm going to be a rocket scientist. And this isn't the first time that you wanted to be a rocket scientist. It's just, that's the answer when you get uncomfortable, right? I know this because it's worked through this list, you know, multiple times. And here we are back up with this idea of like, I'm going to be a rocket scientist, but we have investigated the rocket scientist position and it's not for you. It's going to take too long. It's going to cost too much money and you don't want to put the time and effort in doing it. So why hasn't it been put on the never going to do list? Because it should, especially if it is something that causes a lot of destruction and has no productivity attached to it. Okay. Um, so that's how come I was really pumped about this never going to do list is because it takes this particular challenge that we do have and that I have experience with clients where we have this boomerang concept or this boomerang idea that keeps coming back. And it's usually attached to just be like, it's a way that we work out how uncomfortable we are. Um, but it's never ever really actually a productive solution to whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. And our behaviors reinforce that it doesn't 
it really isn't going to work for us because we don't do the work to get there. Okay. And if that's the case, then that's probably what belongs on the never going to do list. Okay. So I want you to noodle on that for a second. Okay. Because I want to reframe that with that. Sometimes things end up on our dream list that we are really just lacking the confidence or competence to accomplish. I'm not saying everything on your dream list that doesn't get done in a year or two or three belongs on the never going to do list. But what I do know and what I am saying is that if it makes it on your dream list and it causes dysfunction and disruption that doesn't, that, that breaks you down or deconstructs instead of builds you up, um, enhances you, contributes, enriches your life and, and subsequently the people around you, then it's probably an idea that needs to go back and, you know, go into the do not do, do not do list versus the idea that you are slowly picking apart to then do little bits and pieces of to get the job done. Right. So I hopefully, hopefully that was helpful to you. Um, let me know if you have any questions about the process. Um, I'm going to go ahead and write up some directions and I'm going to include that on my LinkedIn newsletter. So if you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to hop online and subscribe uh, because you'll get the directions for this process uh, in that newsletter this week. And um, other than that, I hope you rock the heck out of your work happy and I'll see you on the interwebs. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for listening and watching. If you like what you have heard or seen today, be sure to share, like, subscribe, and tag your friends. Until next time, I hope you rock the hell out of your work happy.